0: live from NBC Sports Philadelphia Studios in the heart of the Wells Fargo Center. Welcome to 4th and John, episode 95. And before I get into any of the topics today, allow me to say this, fellas. Happy Report the Training Camp Day. We're here. We made it. No longer are we talking about free agency and who the Eagles are or aren't picking up. No longer are we talking about the NFL draft and who the Eagles got or didn't get. It is finally here. That magical time when the Novacare Complex opens up and all the beat writers and everybody with press credentials are giving you a play-by-play, flooding your timeline with photos and videos when Doug Peterson is up at the press conference booth. After every practice, giving you an update on the team, it is the time of year where we start to get synced and linked with our beloved Philadelphia Eagles. A time of year when players who have dreamed their entire lives, that dream becomes a reality or heartbreak. It is a time that sets the tone for the remainder of the season. And at this point, when Eagles report and the boys hit the field tomorrow, I can't help but think back to a video that philadelphiaeagles.com posted after the Super Bowl. And it was a season rewind, literally a rewind. The the video was played backwards from winning the Super Bowl to the Philly Special. Everything in the postseason, every key moment during the regular season, it all rewinded to a point in training camp. It was the only point that was playing in in regular motion. And it was Doug Peterson breaking down a huddle after day one of training camp, saying that this is what sets the tone for a championship run. And here we are, getting ready for the 2019, the Carson Wentz Revenge Tour is real, and if the Eagles are a band, and they are, and if Carson Wentz is the lead singer, and he is, and the tour that's going on is the Carson Wentz Revenge Tour, we are in rehearsal right now. And I can't wait to get to it, man. It is time. It is here, Mr. Gail Saunders. Eagle sessions on Twitter. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm excited. I was. I thought I was excited last week, mm. but
2: you know, it's it's here now. It's the first day. They're reporting. But I, one thing I've been looking at is people on the timeline or just all over social media. Some people are like this. This fear-based. Like, what? What are you afraid of? Like, do you not see what uh, is in, is coming in back? front of you? Like, enjoy. This is day one you know like reflect back on some of the moves you know Carson is healthy you know this whole if if healthy thing that keeps popping up about Carson you can they it's the first day mm-hmm. enjoy it you got
0: to you got to embrace the moment doesn't it feel a little like back to school it does. Like like, like, like you're getting back the first day after summer. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's got the tan. You're asking everybody how their summer. They got their was, fresh excited. outfits on. I mean, oh right, yeah, <laughs> first day <laughs> of school outfit.
2: He had the nice, cool throwback T-shirt. Right? I, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, the first day back to school. Mm-hmm. Rodham Cloud got his new gear on. He's like, where do you even get that? Pretty dope. I mean, it, it, you
1: got to it, buy, like, you gotta like, buy well, that at, like, Detmer's on the front. eBay or something like that. Ricky someone had to and sell on that, like, Irving fryer. Yeah.
0: It is dope, but it brought back some bad memories when, yeah. when, when Ty Detmer was your starting quarterback and, you know, the whole Ricky Waters for who, for what. Yeah. Oh, those were the days. Those those Ray Rhodes uh, right before Andy Reid came in days. So, yeah, no, we were all looking forward to training camp then, right? Mm.
2: A little discombobulated.
0: A little bit. Hollywood Hearn. You look good. Thank you. You, you shaved. Shaved up. You, you, you maybe put a comb through your hair. Maybe. You, don't, you didn't come in here looking like rickety crickets. Thank I God mean, they can't look, smell me. Broadcasting <laughs> live from the trash fire underneath <laughs> I-95. It's Hollywood Did you put
1: deodorant on? Of course I put deodorant
0: on. Notice how he's at the end of the table. Because I don't want to sniff him yet. The shower thing is up for question. But how are you doing...
1: Yo, the ice cream man is back, boys. <laughs> ice cream after practices—that is what gets yes! us championships. Yes. Ice cream. You call them Jimmys or sprinkles? Uh, sprinkles. Sprinkles. All right, that's questionable. You guys are cut from the roster. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, we had a lot of silliness aside from the, um, aside from the whole ice cream coming back into action. What about Ronald Dar- Darby and his comments earlier this week? I think that. Cause for uh for oh, some yeah. concern. He it claiming that so little weak. Uzi Vert is the next Michael Jackson. I mean it's yeah, a head injury. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a head injury. I think maybe he should be in concussion protocol. I mean, I know Chris Chris Long said the same thing as well. I, I, I don't what,
0: I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I Actually, wanted him I to be a starting
1: cornerback, but obviously I, I just you don't, think don't see that little Uzi
0: Vert is the same or the next Michael Jackson. He's not even the biggest rapper in Philly. Oh no. no.
1: Shots fired. Me, well Meek Mill, you can't deny that I mean,
0: I don't know. Well, the big topic of the week was, of course, the last big free agent signing before they head into training camp, and that was one Darren Sproles. And I, for one, was very happy to see Darren coming back in Eagles green. I, did, I Truth be told, full disclosure, I didn't think it was going to happen. Neither I knew I. he was just a phone call away. I, did. I knew he wanted to come back to <laughs> Philadelphia. But I really didn't think it was going to happen. And look, I understand the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles have a crowded backfield and they need a, another running back like we, the world needs another Old Town Road remix. But the best thing that the Eagles can do at this point, post-free agency... Post draft, is to start the back, to fill in the back end of the roster with proven veteran talent. Wasn't that such a big key to success during the 2017 run?
2: 100%. When he got guys
0: like LeGarrette Blunt, mm-hmm. when he got guys like Patrick Robinson, when he signed guys like Chris Long, and he got Torrey Smith out there, even though it was a two-year contract, it was really structured as a one-year contract, but wasn't that part of the Eagles', Eagles success in winning a Super Bowl? veteran players not being asked a lot, but completely outplaying the contract?
2: I mean, veteran playmakers. At the end of the day, you have uh, young talent on the back end of the roster. Can they step up and make plays? Can you depend on them to block on third down? Can you depend on them to be a punt returner, a playmaker? Can you depend on them to be a you know, a pass catcher right. when you need them in a big game? That is what Darren Sproles is. Yeah. Like, you can look at the, any, any parts of the back end of the running back roster. No one can do that. Uh, and I think Darren Sproles, what what you know you can say something about his, his talent. Uh, you know maybe he's getting a little older, he's getting a little long under the tooth. But what he brings to the table as a player in, on this roster, what he, what he means, he sets the tone of practice. You mm-hmm. see a guy like Darren Sproles giving his full effort. It it sets the tone for the younger players. Yeah, and everyone loves Darren Sproles. Mm-hmm same with Dougie P. I think Dougie P was a big part of bringing Darren Sproles back. Yeah.
0: And I, and I did see some anger on the timeline. Like I did see some yeah. people actually upset at the fact that the Eagles brought back Darren Sproles as if it was like a big deal. We're we're talking about RB4 here. Yeah. We're t- we're talking about your fourth running back. And like, and,
1: we're, and we're talking about a guy who whenever you put the ball in his hands, he has the potential to pop off and have an explosive play. Like that's that's been him his big entire time. career is just breaking off an enormous play. So why would you not want that as an RB4?
0: Like like Doesn't I don't I don't understand. Isn't... What, what you what are you missing here? You worried that Josh Adams isn't going to make the roster? Are you worried that Wendell Smallwood is going to sneak his way on the roster for the umpteenth time in a row? And
1: even if Darren Sproles um, doesn't get all the touches that we maybe would want him to or would expect him to get, he's still a mind and a person that's in that locker room that's training these guys. We were talking about veteran leadership. That's exactly what he is. Isn't that the type of guy you'd want training your younger players, your Josh Adams,
2: your Boston Scots? I mean, I'm just thinking back to last week we were talking about the Boston Scott Hive. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Now it's the Darren Sproles show. Right. I, I, I think it was, it was a perfect move. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I mean, you, you're not going to ask the world of him. You need him to pretty much give you the same production that he did in the last five games of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in, in 2018. That's it. Yeah. I mean, the last five games of the season in 2018, he had 24 rushes for 110 yards, 11 catches for a buck 38. Nothing great. Averaging th- seven touches a game. He was averaging seven touches a game. Listen, Darren, all I need you to do is break off one eh, 30-yard wheel route, a screen pass.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I I need you on third and long to all of a sudden Carson Wentz puts it in your gut for a surprise draw Mm -hmm. and break off that chunk. I need you to get a couple first downs. And you're absolutely right. He's a home run hitter a la Deshaun Jackson. Dude, in the last five games, had three touchdowns. For all those limited touches... Dude had three touchdowns. A lot of hateration.
2: I can't. I can't understand. I think he's also a viable option down by the goal line. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't see him yeah. behind this big line. That is you know, true. He, he can just sneak out and make plays. Uh, and it's been seen time and time again. I, I really think you should, you should throw some respect on the man's name and game because you know there's not too many running backs outside of a, a Marcus Allen that have been this effective uh, late in this of their and, career and that, that's did a you point just throw Marcus Allen. I did okay.
1: <laughs> that's a that's a point that I wanted to bring up and just that like Darren Sproles is a guy throughout his entire career people have talked about his size his stature how and re- when he started out with the Chargers how he wouldn't be able to make it in the league just because he's not big enough to make it as a player but now we're entering the 15th season that he's that he's in the NFL and he's been productive he's been a solid player his entire career so mm-hmm. I just want to know from you guys like a, what is it that makes Darren Sproles, Darren Sproles? Is, is work ethic alone? or And on top of that, who else do you see on this Eagles roster that has that type of it factor? Not that they're a super talented player, but that they are – A player that is just willing to show up and work hard every day and put in a 15-year career. Obviously, Jason Peters is off the table. Carson Wentz is another obvious answer. But who else on this roster
2: do you see? I mean, I I was going to say Jason Peters in the sense that – He's already passed it. But (laughs) he he just shows up, and his presence alone affects the locker room. He doesn't have to – his presence alone speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. Like, you have a guy like that in your locker room, you're just like, yo, that's that's the goat right there, you know. Uh, as a as a running back or a special teams player, you see Darren Sproles. You're like, yo, that's the goat right there. His
1: presence alone made Jake Elliott hit that bomb.
2: Oh, J- uh, Jason oh, yeah, yeah. Peter. yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. you miss this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Don't you miss another one? But but speaking on Darren Sproles' longevity, I mean, w- w- when you're talking about a running back that size. And Darren Sproles is near and dear to my heart. I was, just, I was l- waiting. Listen, you had that look in your uh, face. Yo, yo, us five foot six guys. We got to stick together. No, we got to stick together. There aren't many of us yeah. out there. So when you find one, you, you attach onto it. When's the last time you've seen Darren Sproles take a, a, a big or a bad hit?
1: The time he got injured.
0: Uh, what was that? It was it the Redskins it. game? But that's it. Like, like, think about it. When's the last time you saw Darren Sproles get rocked? It's the rare. Se- the, he, the, the, he's the usually can way, like spin out of his hit. The same way Deshaun Jackson. Got rocked against that Atlanta Falcon. Remember? Yeah, uh, in the chest. Yeah, in his first stint with the Eagles. Yeah, or, he got Brandon rocked Cooks going, going across them, or Brandon Cooks. I think Darren Sproles is an incredibly intelligent player. Listen, when you're tiny, you know when to get out of the way. You already know you're not trucking, dudes. Right. Yeah. Like simply put, I'm not going into a game. You got to beat him a different way. Yeah. Anybody, you got to beat him with speed. And also, you got to protect your body. Like not for nothing, but Carson Wentz could learn a little bit from Darren Sproles in the fact that for sure. how he avoids hits, mm-hmm. how he goes down, how he steps out of bounds, knowing when to go for it yeah. and when to be like, "Yo, this, this, this ain't for me, right?" I
2: now. mean, Sproles has put some people on their backs. Mm-hmm. If you if you look over the tape, uh, but also he's a great blocker on third down. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a huge asset. Being so small but being so strength strong. Yeah, he's stocky. Super stocky. Yeah,
1: and, and, and speaking to Darren Sproles' intelligence, one thing that, like, one play in particular that's one of my favorite in Darren Sproles' career with the Eagles is that Pittsburgh wheel route oh, touchdown yeah. where he uh, saw Carson was in trouble. He saw yeah. the pocket collapsing, and he found a way to get himself open in the direction of the goal.
0: And he's so easy to lose track of, and that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll go back to that third down, third down specialist. I mean, if you're going to send Alshon deep, if you're going to send Zach on a deep crossing pattern, Goddard goes, too. Nellie goes. I don't care if Deshaun Jackson goes. Eventually, Darren Sproles, in pass protection, is going to wiggle free. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is hit him eight yards deep. And if, it, and
1: if he's in and open it's cla- space, he's, like, he's going to ba- make people miss. Linebacker? Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't care how old he is. Mm-hmm. You're going to put a linebacker on Darren Sproles right now? No, dude. And especially because you're getting something out of the special teams. Eagles got zip, zilch, nada out of their special teams last year. For as injured as they wasn't, as as much as we talk about the struggles and the injuries and the secondary and all that led to Nick Foles coming in and then going and almost getting past the divisional round in the playoffs, we got ugots from from special teams. And
1: especially just the stark difference that we had from the year that we won the championship, that our special teams was just popping off. And last year, they really weren't. Like, the last year, just, I mean, the, the year that we won the championship, was it, am I wrong? The special teams were like, didn't we get, like, uh, maybe four or five? Remember. Yeah, I can't
0: remember. But having, having Darren back there is going yeah. to be absolutely monstrous for, for at least the special teams. At least getting something out of the special teams. I, but to answer your question, to touch back on your question, because you circled around and said, like, what Eagles player could you imagine having a career as long as Darren Sproles? I think when all is said and done, like, Lane Johnson is going to be the new John Runyon. He's going to be that yeah. dude that was there playing for 13 years, grinding it out, mm-hmm. gritty, tough, exactly what Philadelphia wants, embodies what the city's all about, longevity, and just gets at it. Mm-hmm. I see yeah. Lane Johnson as that guy.
2: Not, that's not a bad call. I mean, he, he's been doing a lot of uh, – his presence is well-known. He just had that big event for offensive linemen uh, recently. Uh, you know, I think Lane Johnson sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's, he's going to be one of the greats. You see, you see his uh, statement earlier today?
0: No, what's up?
1: Uh, he, he, John Clark put out a, a, a video earlier today that I guess Lane Johnson made himself, and he was just talking about how he doesn't believe how he deserves, to, when it's all said and done, no matter how many Pro Bowls he makes, he doesn't believe he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because of the suspensions. However, he wouldn't mind being in the Eagles Hall of Fame. That was pretty much the I like self-awareness track. there. Yeah, you know, no, like I, he, I agree with that. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah.
2: but it, just knowing that he's been playing with those those two suspensions, that's like that's yeah. they're like looming overhead. Exactly. So if he gets I mean, one more,
1: that's two years, right?
0: Yeah, I completely forgot yeah. about those. Yeah, I completely forgot about those. It... Lane Johnson can't stay off the juice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, uh, we talked last week about the Madden ratings. Mm-hmm. Gail. Takes a big look at them. It's important to Gale. Not so important to me. Could care less.
2: I just don't like to be disrespected.
0: But uh, the, NFL, <laughs> the Eagles. The, I don't the want the to top be 100, which by the way is a ranking not by writers, not by the fans, mm-hmm. it's a ranking by current players, had Carson Wentz at a 96. Yeah. He made consecutive back to back top 100s, which was great, but he dropped from three to 96. That's a 93, 93 point drop. Yeah. That's. Monstrous.
1: Yeah, but you also have to put it in context. The year that he got ranked third, he was gonna be. We we all think the MVP of the league that year. That was that was the year that yeah. he he threw for thirty seven touchdowns, and the Eagles went on to win the Super Bowl. And last year, I mean, I think he really performed well, but he he didn't end up having the same impact that he had. He was playing with the broken back all year. He he didn't have the same impact he had in the championship um, year. I was expecting him his number to drop for sure. I was thinking maybe into like the fifties or forties. I wasn't expecting a ninety three well, spot I mean, if you, drop. If you're looking
2: at the eighty two Madden rating, <laughs> you, you'd have to understand that like he's he's gonna drop. But it, at the end of the day, I don't really I don't care about the the rankings. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's like he, yeah, he was injured. Obviously, it, it's gonna affect his uh, place on the chart. But mm-hmm. I People think I, I want I want him I want him there.
0: People were pissed.
1: And it's not even something I feel like you can really even get pissed about when it's something that's voted on by the other players that are playing against him. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, who are we to say,
2: you know? But do you think Carson Wentz is at home like, dear Jesus, (laughs) (laughs) let me be on the top 100, top top 10. I don't even think it's something he thinks about. (laughs) I mean, he's like, whatever. But the the one guy that said that uh, he is going to be the quarterback after Aaron and Drew and Tom retire, Mike Daniels. Yeah.
0: Nothing.
2: he said that, he, that Carson Wentz is going to be the quarterback.
0: Oh. oh, 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 oh. Gotcha. No, I, I absolutely believe it, but it is a it is a night nice, not nice. It is a interesting peek into kind of the national perception and also the perception of his peers around the league as to where Carson Wentz ranks. Cuz it, it, his stats we're okay last year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you... If he didn't you like stri- the world on fire. I no, didn't like the world on fire. 11 games, 3,074 yards, 21 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, a QBR of 64.9, blah, 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 blah. Like, you can argue if you were to extrapolate those stats into a 16-game season that he would have had a better season than his MVPs, all, all that. All you had to do was give it the eyeball test and realize that Carson was not playing like Carson. Yeah. And that Carson was not having the same pack impact on the field with this offense, under Mike Rowe that he had during his 2017 yeah. borderline MVP campaign. You don't have to be a football expert to realize that. 100%. But it, but it is kind of weird to see the players look at Carson Wentz and even the national pundits right? look at Carson Wentz and say to themselves, okay, is this an Andrew Luck situation? How so? Where, where like, Andrew Luck, obviously he has double the years on Carson, but Carson had... You know, showed flashes that first year, second year, borderline MVP, and then he starts getting hurt. Same thing with Andrew Luck. Okay, does he start getting hurt? Andrew Luck comes back next year, plays all 16 games, 4,600 yards, 39 touchdowns, five interceptions, and everybody forgets about the injuries. Uh Or, heaven forbid, you know, do, do the national pundits and the players around the league look at him like, okay, he could either go the path of Andrew Luck or he could go the path of RG3. Yeah, where he just has like one brilliant year, yeah, I, and then all of a sudden can't stay healthy and is never the same again.
2: I, I, I would have to say that I'm not speaking
0: that into existence. I'm not saying that's what I believe, but yeah. we in Philadelphia do not see Carson Wentz the same way nationally th- or that they do.
2: Yeah, I mean we've we've shown we've seen enough flashes from Carson Wentz to know that like he, he's doing some special stuff. Yeah, you know like just just little uh, plays like w- w- whether it was the Seattle game where his side and a a ball like fifty yeah. yards on a rope or you know like dropping the dimes on, on his on his first game against the Browns. So you're like I'm like, yo, I'm seeing something. Mm-hmm. The,
1: the, or the escape in Washington.
2: Or the play with Sproles where you know that kind of mentality, like yo, that's that's a franchise quarterback. Right. We're seeing. But well, that I, I think us as Eagle fans last year, what we saw in that M V P season, you know, you saw a player who was loose. You saw a player who yes. believed in his talents. Yeah. And it was just it was it was raw ability. But he was also you know, he didn't have a care in the world but winning. Yeah. You, you saw him last year, a guy who struggled to get healthy. Yeah. Wanted to come back so much. You know, put everything on the line. Uh, he was playing with players that he didn't get that um, rapport with early in, in mm-hmm. the training. So he, he, he didn't have the juice last year. Yeah. No, I, I you agree. You could see him that. thinking way too much. Uh, he was missing open receivers. He was, you know, uh, eyeballing Ertz a lot. Yeah. Um, and you could see it. Uh, so I, I really feel like... With this new season, I think we're going to get a reborn Carson Wentz.
1: What I, what I saw in Carson in the MVP season was you can pretty much count on it that you would see one to three to five, like, electrifying plays that made you just, like, your jaw yeah. drop each, each game where you're like, oh, my God, this is my quarterback, and there's, like, no doubt about it. That didn't have happen with the same frequency last year. And I think a lot of that has to do with the injuries he was dealing with and not having the rapport that he had with with his playmakers. But honestly, going into this season with all of the weapons that we got, dude, I'm going to be – I don't even want to say. And
0: and, and there—and there's no – you can say. You can say. What are you, you going
2: to say?
1: I'm going to be heartbroken if he gets hurt again, man. Like, I, I, I defended oh, right. def- him. Yeah, I, he was going to go that direction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, put no, him no, in the so- bathroom, this guy. <laughs> put him in the bathroom, dude. Listen, I, I, def- I defend him all the way to my though. death about, about his ability, and I've been doing that, and if I have to go a third season in a row talking about how he's not as fragile as everyone says he is, that's Wait, But, th- but, but this is set up,
0: because he, he has that pressure off of him. He has that pressure of coming With Nick
1: in, being gone, you're saying? With Nick, uh,
0: plenty of reasons. Yeah. Now, he's feeling the pressure of having to beat Carson Wentz. He's feeling the pressure of having to be a franchise quarterback. He's feeling the pressure of can he stay healthy. But, that, but that's, that's all inside of him. Mm-hmm. All the extracurricular stuff is going by the wayside. You don't got to worry about Nick Foles looking, you know. You don't got to look over your shoulder for yeah. the backup quarterback anymore. You don't have to worry about defending the title or reaching your Super Bowl. Like, there's a, there's a lot of things. You don't have to worry about not having a run game or offensive linemen not being there or not having enough weapons or who am I going to throw the ball to. You, they set him up to do exactly what he did in 2017, which is just go out there and play your game. Okay. Yeah. Go out there and play your game.
2: I mean, they they set him up for success. Yeah. The the way that Carson Wentz uh, is in the driver's seat right now, he's got every single bell and whistle. He's got the uh, leather seats. He's got the, uh, you know, just you know, uh, he's you got know. the gun rack in he's the got, back. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's got the deep threat. Gun I mean, rack in the back. It, it, there's so many. So many damn weapons that it's it's incredible. To, like I, I I really lose sleep at night just because I wake up because I'm ex- so excited about the weapons <laughs> that you know because I think about them down by the goal You're line. You're sitting in bed, yeah. staring at the ceiling. I think about all the thinking weapons. about Carson. Wentz. <laughs> Not Carson Wentz, his weapons. Oh, you know a whole Dallas, gang them. Dallas Goddard. Mm-hmm. You know Zach Gertz, <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey. And that's what Deshaun, I'm. Like, so many, like who are you throwing to down by the goal line?
0: And, that, and that's what I'm hoping that the offense does. Because, look, the the RPO game of last year, they, they have a lot of weapons. I'll agree with you with that. The RPO game of, of last year, it didn't get found out like Chip Kelly got found out. Mm-hmm. But defense has started to wise up. Defense has started yeah. to figure out how I'm going to defend this. Mm-hmm. And so when when we talk about like one open practice, and we even talked to a guy at Xfinity Live who's like, "Yeah, my buddy gets me over at the Novacare Complex all the time to go see training camp. I finish my shift up here, we go to down to the, to the Novacare Complex." Well, la dee da. We, yeah, well, we we can't even get in now. <laughs> yeah. We because because they're, they're tightening it up. They're locking it up. They're being real secretive. Mm. I I honestly hope they take the RPO game.
1: They heard somebody was hanging out in the bushes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I forgot about Tracks that. In the oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, we might. It, the reason why there's one open practice, fourth and John. <laughs> fourth and John was trying Thanks, to sneak away into training camp. That's exactly what. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is, I hope they put in some new wrinkles here, like you know what I mean, because because trucks you and I went to Novacare Complex and heard a lecture on the RPO game and, and how exactly that works. And in 2016, when Doug Peterson first got here, it was like 25% of the playbook. And then during their championship, they realized that nobody could defend it. Nobody knew how to, how to defend it. And then in 2017, it was like, what, between 75 and 80% of the playbook? Jumped big time. It, it, it jumped mm-hmm. monster. It. And they broke down film in front of us and showed us linebackers Drop, turning their back to the quarterback and dropping back in the coverage. One uh, LA Charger linebacker in particular dropping back in the coverage when Carson Wentz had the ball in the belly of the running back and he broke off 20 yards. That actually might have been LeGarrett Blunt's big, big run okay. because they didn't know how to defend it. Well, after a while, listen, these defensive coordinators, some of them have been in the league for 30 years, they've been breaking down film for a quarter decade. You're not going to get stuff past them. Eventually, they are going to figure this stuff mm-hmm. out. There's even an incorporated tell in the RPO that you know it's an RPO before, you, before the snap even happens. Do you know what that is? Hang defender? No. you know what that is? I don't know. If anybody's got a game dvr go back and watch a couple offensive series of the Philadelphia Eagles. If you see the offensive line and half of them are in a pass set and half of them are in a run set, It's an RPO. Now go back and look at the way that defenses are defending that formation. When half the offensive line is in a pass set and half the offensive line is in a run set. Go, you'll see them press. You'll see it man-to-man. Because they know Carson is going to read one of those linebackers. So now you almost put it in a position where the linebacker is now dictating to Carson, okay, I'm going to give you this look which means you're going to react like this. Mm-hmm. And, and the defense else is, is tipped there. off on
2: it. Yeah, and plus for the numbers game, you know, I think when you have certain weapons like we do now, I think it, it's it's, 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 a, it's an open season. I mean, and plus if you have a running back who can create on his own, I mean, it, 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 there, there could be a t- ton of explosive plays this season. But I think, uh, you know, sky's the limit. I, I still think they're going to do damage mm-hmm. with these RPOs.
0: I think so as well. I would just like to see whether it's twelve personnel, you know, j- just so just some more wrinkles. Give the D- like don't don't go eleven all the time. No, I'm all about the twelve personnel. I mean, yeah. it's all about the
2: two tight end sets. Um, I was actually creating a meme earlier today. Were you? Yeah, that's uh, my tw- that, that's my move for the season. is the two tight end sets. I think it's uh, really imperative. What that was the
0: basis of the meme? I gotta know. What meme were you making? was it
2: going it's uh, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard in the um, brothers. Sweater. Step uh, Stepbrothers, uh, Step Brothers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Two, t- two tight end sets. You'll see it tomorrow. Okay. uh But it's just that that um, you really have to take advantage of Dallas Goddard and his skill set. hmm I think they both can just wreak havoc in the middle of the field. And I think if you have, D-Jacks over top, they're going to put so much str- stress on the safeties. Yeah. And we're not even talking about Alshon yet. Uh, it's 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 incredible. Alshon. That's This is A- why A- this, this A- is J-jacks. why I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm, I'm I think about. It's incredible how many options that we have this season. It's literally going
0: to be pick your poison this season. But what poison what kind of glass that poison comes in? Is it in a snifter? Is it in a shot glass? Is it in a pint glass? That, that, give it a different look. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean that's, that's overall what I'm hoping the Eagles do this season. and I'm hoping maybe that's one of the reasons that they clamp down on the open practices. And even at the Novacare complex, they' like, look, we're, we're, we're trying out some new stuff. We want to go ahead again offensively and kind of shock people. I mean, maybe they just don't want the distractions. At the end
2: of the day, they just want to like this is like their season. They just you know. Yeah.
0: Speaking of uh, training camp, we're going. We're all excited, all amped up for that. No holdouts. Nobody. Thank nobody God. skipped. Nobody, Malcolm uh, Jenkins Man- here. Malcolm Jenkins showed up, and I'm and I'm and I'm sure I'm more positive than ever, especially after some of the comments that he made. That the Eagles are getting ready to do right by him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he's an invaluable leader. He is clearly the most important piece of that defense. Maybe not the best player, but the most important piece of that defense as a leader. But let's not let us not forget that Malcolm Jenkins. Without him, that secondary was was
2: Swiss cheese. Swiss he cheese. He was the glue. He was the glue no, yeah,
0: he, he was the coach on the field. So yeah. I do think they're going to certainly take care of that. I think him. he's the
1: brains of that defense for sure.
0: But it's nice in contrast to, you know, let's say maybe the Cowboys <laughs> who Zeke. Listen, Eagles fans, I know you're excited. It might happen. It might happen. Holster that weapon. Zeke might be holding out. You
2: know, I've been I've been waiting for this for, for over a year. Yeah, like, dude. I talked about it last year. I'm like You know what's gonna happen. If I'm Zeke, I'm holding out. There's no reason. Why why should I if if he if he plays he gets hurt, it's rap. Yeah. You know, like if he holds out, even if he gets traded, he's gonna make his twenty How did 30 that work out for Le'Veon though? Guar- guaranteed. He got his money. Not as much. But if he got hurt, he's still he's not gonna get that money. Yeah. That's have to, that's what you have to think. He's, if he gets hurt. He's not gonna get that money. He just saw Todd Gurley get hurt. Yeah. And now you know, like he got he got paid. So got paid. Zeke, get your money. Get your get your money. <laughs>
0: he, hold, he, he out. hold out. <laughs> hold out. Hold and, out. And I know we're all excited about it. I certainly am because I've been calling this shot for a long time now, as of you. But uh, holster that weapon because we gotta wait till it comes to fruition. The Cowboys already exercised the fifth year option of it. I don't know who has leverage here. Is it Zeke that has leverage because he knows that he's the most important part, not Dak Prescott, but the most important part of that offense, mm-hmm. or because he's still got two years left on the deal, you know? And I and I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I may be speaking out of out of turn here, but in, unless he shows up for training camp, what August sixth, he might lose that eligibility towards his that year counting towards his free agency. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but
2: I mean, I, at the end of the day, Zeke doesn't want to get Demarco Murray. They just use them up and they they get rid of him. That's like, a great comparison. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you're gonna run him into the ground. Yeah, and he's really... not gonna get his money. Like no, like you you know that you're the focal point of that offense. Yeah, you know, Z- take Zeke out of the picture, it's you know, they, they are can putting back a do.
1: lot of miles on him, man. G- they are. Get your cowboy. money, Zeke. Yeah, get
0: your money. There, I, I read some articles from from down in Dallas. They're talking about like sixty three million dollar contract with forty six of it guaranteed, being the highest paid running back. In NFL history, slightly surpassing Todd Gurley,
1: no. wait, wait, which
0: is okay. Listen, you want to you want to do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay, do that. But then, what are you going to do with Zach? What are you going to do with Amari Cooper? Cooper, Jalen Smith's con- contract's coming up. Like, like somebody, a fellow Eagles YouTuber pointed out to me that the, that as of right now, if you look at the numbers, the Dallas Cowboys have something like $90 million underneath the salary cap for next year. Of course, this season has yet to be played, so you don't even know what that number is officially going to look like. But can you sign everybody no. and avoid salary cap hell? Can you sign everybody and still continue to grow that team? You just signed the Marcus Lawrence. Yeah. Like, look, it, it, like, sure. like like if I'm the Eagles, I'm seeing the way – Howie Roseman is operating this team, how he's playing to win for now, but he's planning for the future. Look at this year's draft class. Left left tackle of the future, mm-hmm. running back of the future. Wide receiver of the future. Wide receiver. Kind of like when they drafted, uh, what was it, Macklin and McCloy in the same draft. Mm-hmm. So they're dra- Meanwhile, they're still go- signing veterans like Darren Sproles on a one-year contract, playing to win right now, surrounding Carson with the weapons right now but still having an eye towards the future. That's something, I honestly, like if Howie Roseman was down there in Texas, I'd be worried because I would think, okay, the Cowboys are going to be good for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can navigate it. I don't think they can navigate it. I
2: think the one thing they've done pretty well is draft. Uh, and I think they put some players, uh, you know, players that – People didn't think would, would would succeed. They've done pretty uh, well. You know, they took that gamble on Jalen Smith. Mm-hmm. That panned mm. out. They got Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, so who was the Byron offensive Jones.
1: tackle that uh, that fell in the draft to them? Because, or maybe he went undrafted and then the Cowboys picked him up.
2: Lael Collins. Lyle Collins, Collins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, but the thing is, at the end of the day, you you know you're gonna give Zeke all that money. More money, more problems. You know, Zeke. Mo money, go mo get mo your problem. money.
0: You get more problems, and I'm all for that. I love it. We we uh, we apologize for uh, missing you guys yesterday. We're broadcasting on a Wednesday. Normally we broadcast on Tuesday, but apparently for some reason the Rolling Stones never heard of Fourth and John, <laughs> so they decided to have their you know reschedule the contract when we're supposed to broadcast. Yes. Kind of rude on their part. A little bit, Mick. A little bit. A little bit. I, mean, I mean, they should know whose house they're coming into here. You know what I mean? But apparently trucks. you you, you can kind of speak to this. Uh, Nick Foles got a little bit of a of, of Mick Jagger love. Come here. Come here. You can see we're at the concert, right? You can put yeah. the phone down. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, he um, he pointed out at first that they, they just recently played in Jacksonville, and he goes, uh, Nick Foles sends his regards, and the stadium went nuts.
0: Oh, you know, the crowd reacted positively? Yeah,
2: and, and I've never seen Mick. I've seen videos, but it was a bucket list of mine, and I went with my parents, and it was great. It was amazing. But – uh, there's a long stage that he goes out on because he doesn't stay still on stage. He's crazy. And he goes and he goes, is that the 50-yard line? Ain't that where Jake Elliott kicked that 61-yarder and you know, the place uh, went what? freaking nuts? I mean, he might have been informed on a certain things, but I don't
0: care. He worked yeah. the crowd. That's yeah, what he's been doing his yeah, whole life. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's
2: with that stat.
0: Yeah. 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 Wow. Mick Jagger, knowing some Eagles trivia. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay. It was it was great. It was perfect. Meanwhile, Carson Wentz is like, it <laughs> we're about to go into training camp and people are still talking about Nick Foles. Mick Jagger's dropping Nick Foles' name. And then they drop Wawa. Mick's like we went to Wawa, got ourselves some hoagies, oh, and everyone he, uh, went nuts. And then he was definitely
1: informed before oh, yeah. he went
2: out on the Wawa. Was, he had some he, money yeah, in yeah. his
0: pocket. And, and then the drummer, the drummer's a Sheets fan. He goes, "What's his name is uh, a Sheets fan." And everyone started booing him and going, <laughs> it was "Oh great. my god!" You know, he he must have took a page out of the Bryce Harper playbook. Yeah, where, where he just hit all all the all the, all the talking yeah. points. Now you let's go I mean? get a cheesesteak. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did he come out with like fanatic shoes yeah. and stuff like that just to endear himself Trox is
1: right though. That is a like a bucket list type band now. Like that, yeah, that's, that's yeah. A, okay. no, I'm, they're they're a hundred years old. They're still touring. I mean, I have what, no idea how
0: they're still alive. They're what, what is a band
1: that you guys want to see before they they hang it up?
0: Like a bucket list. A bucket band?
1: list type band that you guys haven't seen yet and you still want to see him. Uh,
2: I guess Stevie Wonder for me. I I, I wouldn't say band, but he's I a one man show. I don't, I don't.
1: Stevie Wonder.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You,
0: know you what see
1: what? him, he won't see you.
2: I I, I, <laughs> hey, I, I off the I, top rope. Oh, Come on, it's Stevie Wonder jokes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> NBC. <laughs> All right. Um, one of the things I I, I, I want to make a priority, and I have to start doing it, is seeing the bands that like legendary bands. Like there's some bands that I'm not into, but just, I'm pissed that I miss Prince. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forgive myself for not seeing Prince in concert. You yeah. know, that, that that's one of those things because now you're never gonna do it. Yeah, I'm never gonna see it. Yeah. I get a feeling like I need to see. The Red Hot—I've never seen the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, like I need to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers before Anthony Kiedis like drops. Yeah, know, a, I, I, I need to see Pearl Jam. That's where mine
1: was because I'm—I'm a big grunged guy, and like that's like the last Are alive. I, I, I couldn't, you couldn't tell by the you way tell? he rolled into the studio <laughs> last week.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, that's a—that's uh, a big band on my bucket
0: list. Wait, any anybody else?
2: I'm thinking. I'm trying to think bands.
0: Red Hot Chili Peppers. I need to see Pearl Jam. I need to see. I, I really don't like YouTube, but I but I just feel like I need to see them.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd say Wu Tang Clan. Wu Tang? It's
0: not a band. The this?
2: I need to see the Wu live. I don't think I've seen I don't, I don't think I've seen the Wu live.
0: Last thing before we get to the Twitter questions: uh, Ronald Darby was placed on the pup list. Kind of saw it coming. He injured his ACL, obviously, in November. That takes a while. Listen, guys, don't get too worked up over the pup list. Those of you listening at home. It's a way to protect the players, so they have to go into preseason PUP before they go into regular season PUP, Yeah. right? So, it's the same thing almost with Alshon Jeffrey. Like, he was put, placed on the PUP, and then they thought he would be back sooner than that week six deadline, because if you're placed on the regular season PUP, you can't come back before week six. So, they waited until what? Week three last year? Week three? Mm-hmm. So... Don't think that Ronald Darby being on the physically unable to perform list or Brooks being on the physically able to uh, perform list means that they're not going to be ready for the go at the start of the regular season. It's simply a roster adjustment. It's a protection for both the player and the team so that if they have to put them on pop, they doesn't count towards the regular 53 on game day. They can dress somebody else. But if he's able and ready to go, they might do the same thing that they did with Alshon Jeffrey, bring him back sooner than that, even though he might miss a couple games.
2: I do think it's good for the Sidney Jones uh, season brand and mm-hmm. Rasu Douglas. I think they're going to get some meaningful snaps with the, the first team. I, I obviously want to see it. Mm-hmm. I want to see Sidney Jones. I, th- I think there's a lot of doubt about Sidney Jones.
0: That, that's the one thing. What? like, like e- everybody.
2: Coming back from a year of, like, the dude tore his Achilles. It takes time to heal. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, people expect players like Darren Sproles, mm-hmm. Jason Peters, all tore their ACL. Yeah. He tore his Achilles. Uh, tore his Achilles. Just because uh, they're
1: back on the field doesn't mean they're 100%. Right. 100%. I mean, we'll, uh, right.
2: I think this is the year. Like, if, if, if Sidney Jones does not break out this season, then we'll talk.
0: Yeah, everybody, when, they, when we go into training camp, they got their eyes glued to something, right? And every, everybody, the whole nation, the whole NFL world is going to have their eyes glued to Carson Wentz and see how he's doing and how he's looking and how he's coming back from injury and how he looks with the offense and all the brand-new toys, so on and so forth. I'll be I, 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 honest My sole focus is going to be on that 2017 draft class. I need to see something. I need to see something from Derek Barnett because I got talked off a ledge when they drafted him. <laughs> That he was going to bend the edge. He was going to be the next Reggie White over here. Yeah. Because he uh, No one
2: said Reggie White. Right. Nobody nobody but said Reggie guy, White, but the mm, way he was talking about it, he said, made so it sound like he was Reggie
0: White. I said, <laughs> relax. I think it's okay. Like, look, everybody's going to finally remember that play in the Super Bowl when he recovered a fumble. It's huge. I huge. know it's huge, but I didn't sign up for a first-round pick for one play. That one I, I did. play did help secure you with Super some... Bowl. I know. <laughs> but if, we're, if, 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 listen, we have our eye on the future – Look, you're not you. going to get those sack totals. I mean,
2: he he had a promising uh, start of the season. Um, and then I, I think the injury that you, that uh, uh, showed its head, I think that's,
0: you know. I heard Brent Selleck say he thought he was dealing with that injury for a while. Yeah. Like, a while.
2: And I, I think as a rookie, you play into a longer season that you're not used to playing. Yeah. And you, you don't know how to play hurt. Some of them play hurt, get more injured, and then – you know, but I, I think the, the last time I saw him at the Eagles Autism Challenge, little light. Little, little light? Really, I was a little concerned. I was like, bro, you need to start eating. <laughs> See, just coming around. Like, oh, you need to start
0: eating. Next thing you know, ding dong. He's got like a tray with tin over. it. Like, here you go, Dirk. Here you go. <laughs> but your a plate. <laughs> but, I, but you I'm need excited. that sack number guy because it's, it's not going to be he's Brandon He's a pressure Graham. guy, though. It's not going to be Brandon Graham. You need to basically replace Michael Bennett Yeah. and then a little bit more. Right. Because Michael Bennett... Great pass rusher. Okay. Didn't play the run so well. He, he was great at those inside stunts or rolling around or, 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 or changing position. He didn't always, he didn't know, he could have had more. Okay. So he, Brandon like, Graham is not going to be that sack numbers guy. Yeah. He never was. Yeah. He's a defensive end that knows his role, knows how to pressure the quarterback, and also plays the run incredibly well. One of the best in the league at playing the run at the defensive end position. Where's your numbers guy coming from? Where's your sack total guy coming from? The only Sound thing i have got a boo in the chamber. Huh? Sounds like you got a boo in the chamber. That's your new thing. Boo yeah. in the chamber. In I the don't chamber. have a boo in the chamber. Same thing with Sidney Jones.
2: Sounds like you have J- Jadavian Clowney in the chamber.
0: No, 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 no. Listen, we're we not pushing about that way. That, okay. not, no, not yet, you, not yet. You're
2: thinking we need a, another, uh, but look, look, look. another
0: one. W- 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 <laughs> what's the weakest <laughs> position on this team? We talk about all the weapons and all the acquisitions. What's the, 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 the thinnest position on this team? Defensive end? Defensive end. It's defensive end. A so lot of people
2: concerned de- about a defensive end four, right now. I would be. I mean, you're, you're really concerned.
0: No, you bring Vinnie Curry back. There's your D, there's your DE three. Okay. Josh Sweat.
2: He's looking a little yoked up. Is he? Sharif Miller. I mean, right. I, I mm-hmm. think they have to see where these guys stand. You got to get practice. your numbers guy.
0: Derek Barnett's got to be that guy. Sidney Jones has got to start. Listen, they invested a second round picking you when arguably a lot of people were like, look, I wouldn't even touch him without Achilles injury. You need to start seeing this guy. Ronald Darby's on the pup. Jalen Mills might not even be, you know, you said he was injured last week. You said he was a little He's injured. running now. though. He's running now. You need a guy like Sidney Jones to step it up. Mm-hmm. Like, he is supposed to be the next corner, starting corner on this team. So I'm looking at Derek Barnett. I'm looking at Sidney Jones. All training camp, I'm going to have my eyes glued to them. I need to see something out of this 2017 draft class. You got Twitter questions ready to roll? I
1: do got Twitter questions ready to roll. All right,
0: fire away, my man. All
1: right, so we got JT Evans 187. (laughs) Uh,
0: 187. (laughs) JT, the famous (laughs) shotgun shotgun, man, shotgun beer man. You know JT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Uh, a big Viking-looking dude that shotguns beers behind the cameras in the NFL.
1: Ironically enough, this is beer-related. Oh. So... the Boston Scott Hive isn't the only hive that's been affiliated recently with the, uh, with the Fourth and John tailgate. We've also had a little bit of chitter-chatter about the Mike Scott Hive. Yes. So, he wants to know, if Mike Scott were to be able to make it to a tailgate... Who gets dibs on the f- on the second hose on the on the
2: beer, the, b- b- on the baptism. beer bong baptism? But, but, but with let's Mike remember Scott. he is also a Redskins fan. Yeah.
1: But, but that's okay. You know, we're going to well, I think we can welcome the Mike Scott Hive with open arms. I don't
0: ask <laughs> social media or my followers. <laughs> I don't ask much of them. But I might need your help on this. I might need you to tweet Mike Scott cuz he said he had interest in coming to uh, to the season opener tailgate. Mm-hmm. He just didn't know which one. Tweet at the man let them know that Daily. we can get the Beehive here. Daily. Mm-hmm. We, can the, we can get the Mike Scott Hive, slash 4th and John, yeah. tailgate. That would be a banger, dude. Yeah. And all, even- all I know is I, I don't know who's going to take second position on the beer bong. All I know is I am going to need a much taller ladder. Yeah, yeah. There was You might no have to way. do it from the top
1: of the trailer. Yeah, we might have to do it from the <laughs>
0: top of the trailer. So please, assist me, help me out, get Mike Scott to the 4th to the and John home and, Did you tailgate. see the
2: tailgate that they, the Mike Scott Hive through. That was yeah. super impressive, yeah, you know, man. in the middle of the summer.
0: I'm all about that. Dude, it's too, there's too many people to get jealous over, like, who's got the best tailgate, who does this. I always appreciate, like, JT throws his own tailgate. Mm-hmm. I One a year. I always appreciate I always support it. I always love when people are throwing these gigantic parties, man. It's yeah. all
2: about having a good time,
1: man. It's, yeah. it's, it's Him slamming season. those beers behind Steve Smith was hilarious, though, too. He's a legend. It's classic. It
0: was. The man is a legend. What else you got?
1: Uh, we got Kathmandu five one three wondering: Is Dallas Goddard gonna have a sophomore slump or a breakout year?
0: You know, I said he would be the, hes my pick for like breakout player for next year. And then I started to rethink that, not because I don't believe in his talent. You gotta spread the ball around. You got There's just too many mouths to feed. Like, look—you're not coming to the Philadelphia Eagles to be a fantasy football all-star. Mm-hmm. There's just too many, too many hands.
1: Who has the best opportunity to get over a thousand yards? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody, nobody.
0: I'm g- I'm glad we said it at the t- same time. If you have an expectation that any of these running backs are going to get over 1,000 yards, just strike that. Or wide receivers.
2: I do think Dallas Goddard's going to break out, though. You're going to you see him utilized uh, better than he was last year. I, th- I think Dougie P went back and looked back how he used the two tight end sets. I think uh, he did a little disservice to that group.
0: Over-under 700 yards, Dallas Goddard. Mm, I'm going to go under. Over-under. Dallas Scotter, Yeah.
1: I'm going to go under as well. 600. I can see him with like. Yeah. I see him at like 650. Six so downs gonna... or something?
0: Yeah. Yeah. A big red zone guy. Not necessarily a <sighs> yards guy, but a big red zone guy. Yeah. Look at him. He's already. a this, this red zone. <laughs> zone <laughs> tonight. Yo, this red zone. this red zone offense is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous.
2: Dude. I'm
1: telling you. I'm telling you. Can you imagine? JJ. His girl walks in the on room. Side, I didn't know we were camping tonight. You Al-Shine set the tent up and everything.
0: On the other <laughs> side. Dallas Goddard.
2: Oh, <laughs> Ertz.
0: Got the chills. Oh my God, is that Darren Sproles?
2: <laughs> you can't even see him.
0: Oh wow.
1: <laughs> he just snuck in the back door.
0: <laughs> Carson, you're keeping me up at night. All right, this is getting crazy. What's the next Twitter question? <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> um, SC the Otter 491 wants to know what opponent are you most excited to see the Eagles face this next season?
2: I'll go with the Patriots. Okay.
0: That tailgate is going to be a
2: banger. You got to, you know, be, you know beating, beating, uh, beating the Patriots at home.
0: Plus, that, plus, that, we like, also got some away
2: games to choose from now.
0: Nah, but I agree with Gale here. It's it's going to be the Patriots, and and besides, you can put all the Super Bowl stuff aside. Carson Wentz will never be more motivated during a regular season mm-hmm. game as mm-hmm. he will to be at the New England Patriots. Yep, because he has to. He just he, he flat out prime. Wouldn't you agree? Like he like he has to. Nick did it. So now you got to do it. Like look, expectations are high, but if you fall short of the Super Bowl, you'll be forgiven. Like like if you don't beat the Patriots, after Nick beat the Patriots. Like people are get, then the chatter is going to start. Yeah. The chatter is going to start way too early. Like like take away take away all the Super Bowl nostalgia. It's it's going to be Carson I guarantee you Carson's never going to be more motivated for a regular season game than he is against Tom Brady. He's yeah. got to beat him. That's
2: a prime-time matchup. It's going to be a prime-time tailgate. Prime-time prime matchup.
0: Yeah, you better bring that Super Bowl trophy. You better bring that Super Bowl trophy. We're going to be reliving that whole thing. Go ahead. Um,
1: Gary DG7 wants to know, he's talking about how Fletcher Cox got injured at the last game of last year, and he wants to know, do you think he'll get any time during the preseason or will just kind of let him rest?
2: I mean, that's, that's an – I'm not going to say super concerned, but it's a <laughs> sneaky concern for me, I think, you know, any time – you uh, injure your, your what is it, ankle? I mean, he was a he was a, yeah. he was a walking boot when he saw you guys. I think, you know, I just don't want to see him uh, get hurt early.
1: What is this? You recognize this
2: fella? Oh this my fella God, is that Mac
1: Hollins? Sc- Mac Hollins? No, yeah, stop. Yeah, looked like a homeless bike rider. He might be homeless by this point. He looks like
0: Evan. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Evan in the last episode, just rolling up. Um, does he? Yes, I'm alive. Yes, I'm alive. Instagram, Matt Collins' official Instagram account, yes, I am alive. It's good to know, Matt. You're starting to worry about you. Quit asking. Do you <laughs> think? quit asking.
1: Do you think he uh, falls by the wayside? Has any impact at all this
0: season Matt or now? Collins? Yeah. Dude, he's
2: got to step it up. Sixth, fifth receiver? Okay. Yeah, well,
0: he's got to earn his roster spot this year. Yeah.
2: Special teams gunner?
0: I think, you know, like he he showed out that
2: first time. He, he stiff-armed stiff Kevin King in that Packers game. You're like, wow, this kid. No, he, he had 16 catches his rookie year. I, I just really think he, that injury just destroyed.
0: He's gonna his, roll uh, into the locker room and see JJ there. He's gonna go, "What's up, New Mac?" <laughs> 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 he's named New Mac. Return That's what of the Mac. What, what do we got? What was the question?
1: Um, that one was about Fletcher Cox. No. And uh, Mac- I, don't,
0: I don't care about preseason. If they wanna, if they wanna sit the big dogs put down, them. Yeah, put them on ice. Yeah, put him on ice. Who cares?
1: So. uh... F- Zach Feldman wants to know, uh, what's the most interesting roster battle to you guys?
0: The corners. corners. Definitely the corners, because there's so many of them. And I was talking last week about, you know, name another team with another entire positional group where all of their backups have starting experience and, is on their, and are on their rookie and or, like, vet minimum deals. Mm-hmm. But because there's so many of them, how many defensive backs are you keeping on this roster? So when Darren Sproles was signed, the big question was, okay, how many running backs? Are you rolling with four? Are you rolling with five? What about this guy? What about that guy? We're going to be having those, when you break down the chart, of everybody that's on this roster, and you go, okay, all right, how many linebackers are we gonna fit in here? Mm-hmm. How many running backs are we gonna fit? How many backup offensive linemen? Do we roll with two quarterbacks or do we do three? Well, we just drafted that kid. I, I don't know. Do we put him on the practice squad and risk it? Every time you adjust something on the roster, or you try to see how many people you're keeping at a particular position, you're gonna be look, glancing back at that DB depth chart.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Because there's a lot, you wanna keep all of them, there's a lot of great depth there. Heaven forbid the same situation pops up. At least you know you got starters in the bank. But are you going to sacrifice the depth at other positions just to keep all those DBs? So to me, the positional battle with A, dealing with the injuries, the starters dealing with injuries, B, all those guys there, who's going to come out on top? Sidney Jones, again, 2017 draft class. I need to see something from it. I love Avante Maddox. Razul Douglas, what happens with him? Does somebody end up getting moved or traded or released? That's kind of a surprise because – Listen, we got to get rid of one of you guys.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm, I'm going to re- reiterate what you said. I, I think I really I really think it's the cornerback position. Yeah. But what I what I like is like the the two guys that would normally be the starters are coming back from injuries. So you got these two younger guys that are super hungry. Yeah. Like it's their time to shine. Yeah. Like With Rasul Douglas, him being yoked up, everyone saying he's in the best shape of his career you put on a phenomenal performance down the run uh in the, in the playoffs right Sidney Jones coming back uh showing his worth and then the flip side of that
1: would be those two guys that you were expect to be your starters had they been healthy is they're extra motivated to come right. back and perform because they don't want to lose that spot
2: and you at the end of the day you want competition in your position groups they're going to push each other to be great right and at the end of the day if there's one other guy that's falls by the wayside that's a that's a trading piece right um but I Obviously, I want to keep them all. all. Uh, And there are going to be moves to make. Make. Because they're not making a lot of money either. Mm -hmm. Like I said on the last show, they're they're not making a lot of money. So you can keep these guys in house.
0: One more? Go ahead.
2: All right, so uh,
1: Kevin P. Trump wants to know who is going to have the biggest impact in the running back room. I would imagine
0: that would be between Howard and Sanders.
2: The biggest impact.
0: Yeah. The running back zone. yards wise I would say Howard because look you don't know his longevity with the team you don't know if this is a one-year rental if it, you know so we
1: just beat the brakes like, off him
0: y- yeah, you, yeah. You, you might just beat the brakes off him not that Doug Peterson would ever go with a run heavy offense you know it's not gonna happen we're gonna be screaming at him by week three like yo dude what'd you do forget to run the ball you know what's gonna happen but with Sanders having this hamstring injury You don't know if that's going to linger. He's a rookie. How much can he trust him? Protecting pass protection is a big part of being on the field. Brian Westbrook will will tell you that. Mm -hmm. Pass protection is a big part of being on the field. Deuce Staley taught that to him. So Howard might be your guy that they just kind of – you know, Jay Ajayi running to the ground, you know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're not resigning you. Yeah. We, we drafted Miles. That gave us that flexibility. So yeah. we, we might just boom, 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 bang the rock with you.
2: I'm going to go with Miles Sanders because I feel like he's one of the running backs in this group that can create on his own. Like you, you go across the board. A guy has juice that can get to the edge. Guy can change direction. Um, but the key who, thing the key thing is him blocking on third down. Who do you believe is better receiving out of the backfield? Between Howard and Sanders. Sanders. Uh Sanders. Sanders. Uh yeah, definitely Sanders. Okay. But that but Howard can catch. It's not like he can't catch, but he's not like yeah. he's not a Sproles. that was that was he's Tariq Cohen's Sprouls. whole role on the, on the on their offense. That's right? why
0: he's here. Yeah. He's not a Sproles. That's why oh, Dar- th- that's why Darren is here.
2: The Sproles haters. Like look, relax. I'm giving you the eye roll. <laughs> Every single camera.
0: Listen, before we get on out of here, a, uh, a couple housekeeping notes. Of course, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a like on Facebook. How'd, how'd the Facebook feed go? Did we, did, did, is this working for us? No? Not working. We are trying to work out getting on Facebook Live for you guys, getting the cameras rolling and, and, and having it feed here exactly the way it's, the way we're looking at the monitor here at NBC Sports Philadelphia. So we're trying to get that going. Also, don't forget Green Legion trips. Man, we are stoked for this. Yeah. We will really see looking you. forward to it. Week two, Atlanta. We will see you in Buffalo. We will see you in Miami. Hopefully twice. If, if you want to come tailgate with the 4th and John squad on the road, let's say you're a displaced uh, Florida you know, Eagles fan and you want to come party with 4th and John and the Green Legion, all you have to do is go to the website. They hook everything up. Travel, hotel, tickets, tailgate. Pre-game, the day before pep rally, uh-huh. they hook it all up for you. Uh, we just found out Fred Barnett is going to be at the tailgate. A fan in, in, of the show. So he was on the show. He was on the show. He's going to be at the tailgate. Okay. Hugh Douglas is going to be at the tailgate. Right. Hollis Thomas is going to be at the tailgate. So check out the website. All we ask you to do is use promo code John because they do track this stuff. They a they track it. B if you put in that promo code, they're going to hook you up with a ticket either right next to us. We had somebody in Buffalo already called dibs on that, already DM'd. Hey, listen, I booked my trip through Green Legion. Just make sure they know that it's me, so they sit me right next to you. If you want to come party with 4th and John squad, if you want to come sit with us and watch an away game, visit Green Legion's website, put in promo code JOHN at checkout. Please do that. And until – any final thoughts, guys, before we get on out of here?
1: I'm going to be looking extra homeless in Buffalo.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe we should throw you through a table. You, yeah, you think? I'm thinking yeah? about it.
0: Listen, if I don't get I'll thrown up. through a table in Buffalo. No, I need to see it at that's least That's the only mission I have. Yeah. Like, that's why we're going up there. Like I'm going up there, I've already <laughs> the problem, I've already perfect. reached out to some of the Bills mafia leaders yeah. and I'm literally like take me to your leader. Find the guy who does the table thing. Cause I need top of Winnebago.
2: Yo, the Bills (laughs) fans are crazy, man. Diesel
0: power. Do you want to be the one jumping off
1: or get slammed through the table? You going through?
0: I either need Rob Van (laughs) Dam, Frog Splash, Eddie Guerrero style, while I'm laying on the table, or I need Bubba Ray Dudley three (laughs) D. Yeah, dude. You know what we should do? we are both dress up the Dudley. Yeah. Bring some bubble wrap. Yeah, let's go, done. Let's go, <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's do it. Break our backs. Until next time, <laughs> as always, enjoy training camp, boys and girls. Football is here, and as always, E A G L E S Eagles. Eagles!